Welcome to Old Town New World. We are not at Millstone Pizza. We are at the Sylvia Theater in York, South Carolina. I'm Jason Broadwater. I'm Chris Gervais. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. No, okay. All right, so uh, today we are off, we are on location, not off location. Chris, how do you say that? Is it on location? On location. We're on location at the Sylvia Theater in York, South Carolina, historic theater. And our guest today is Mr. Paul Finnegan. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great. Glad to have you. Chris, your shirt looks nice today. Thank you very much. Well played. Um, this is definitely the same shirt I was wearing last really? time. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I remember <laughs> looking great, down at this shirt. Great shirt for radio. Yeah, it is yeah. a great it's shirt a for radio. It's, it sounds amazing. That's what they said in the store. I walked into yeah. Belts. I, walked into I was like, I want to talk to you about this yeah. shirt. It's a great shirt <laughs> for radio. Shirt for you. And, I, and I was like, well, I guess I'm good then. I'm going to leave. I, guess I don't I'm need to buy any here. shirts. We also have with us the ever-present, the ever-silent, Silent Micah. Hey, Silent Micah. Well said. Um, now, Paul. Yes. First of all, let's try if we if we can. Let's all as a group. Let's rev up the engine. Let's rev up the engine. <laughs> let's try if we can as a group, all of us. Uh, Chris, you're included. Paul, even Silent Micah, if you need to not say something, that'd be great. Um, We're not going to have a seance, are we? Yes. Okay. We don't have to hold hands. No. Yeah, well, I'm maybe. Not to hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> let's try to describe the place that we're in. This this is a this is we're downtown York, South Carolina, a quaint, tiny little town of seven thousand, eight thousand people. Historic town. This is the historic theater, right? When was this yeah. building built? This building actually was built originally in 1903. Wow. Yep. Payment Movie Theater in 1935. Originally, it was a hotel in 1903. God, who in, was staying in a hotel in York in 1903? I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it apparently was you know, a, a nice place at the time. Yeah. In 1903, things were happening in York and needed a hotel. And, um, and then 1935, the Fleming family moved up from Florida and turned it into a one-screen movie theater. And that's, it's, it's a cool place. And named it after their daughter. Yeah, named it after Sylvia, the daughter, yeah. Sylvia, the daughter, 1935. So Sy- she's Sylvia around, Fleming right? is still around. Yep, she lives in Utah. And she'll come and visit every couple of years. That is too yeah. cool. Yeah. And, you know, make sure the place is being taken care of. Yeah. And so 1930s. Nice good. So okay. That, good. <laughs> so was it maybe one of the? Was it the first theater in York County, like Rock Hill included? You know, I don't know that. Um, that could very well be. I don't know what the history of Rock. Obviously, the other big town is Rock Hill, mm-hmm. um, and we're eight thousand four hundred people, by the way. Oh, we're, wow. we're growing. Okay. Yeah, we're we're, yeah, we're know growing like crazy down here. Um, but I don't know. Did Rock Hill have a theater? Yeah, the picks, there's older, but that's not Yeah, there's older theaters. I'm just not, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. remember the picks. I looked at yeah. the picks years ago. Um, but it's not anywhere near as old as this. That's no, this is yeah. this is old. New York is actually, I think, the third oldest town in the state. You have Charleston, Camden, and then York. Wow. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's what, what well, it is. Well, we're going to go with it until somebody fact-checks us. Yeah, we're he, just he, going he, with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this theater back in the 30s, um, and then all the way through... Uh, Jim Crow in the 60s and uh, pl- played movies here. Yeah. And even when you had the segregated Jim Crow, you had the, the black audience up in the theater, I mean, on the Second balcony. Floor, yeah. yeah, and the white audience in the bottom. And and then did it did it last through Jim Crow or did it get shut down in Jim Crow? Or? You know, I don't know specifically what years, um, but I think around 1965, uh, it may have shut down, maybe 68. Okay. And I don't know if it was, be- maybe the picks in Rock Hill opened, maybe a multi-screen opened up and, and heard it. Um, but 
it, it was an active theater until the late 60s. Okay, wow, okay. And then it went dormant for decades. Yep, it was a hardware store for years. Um, when I got it, it was a, called Teacher's Supply, and it was used computer equipment and teacher's supplies. So you could come in and get an old Tandy you know, computer. You guys are computer guys at Ravenflow. Um, anything uh, like that or, or uh, notebooks, pens, pencils. Yeah. And it was a one floor. The, the s second floor had a drop ceiling, so I couldn't see the balcony until I took the Jim Crow door off. Oh, wow. And, and went up there. Um, with a flashlight and, and looked down and I was like, wow, this could be a really cool music venue. And that's how it started. So you, you came here when? Uh, the summer of 2001. And your <clears throat> intention was to create a music venue. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. How um, did you get to York? I was having lunch with Tracy Ferguson from okay. Ferguson. Real you know, yeah, I do I do small business loans. Okay, I've done that for 25 years, and and Tracy and I were going to lunch. Tracy might have had a client that was looking for a small business loan, and when we came out of the pizza place, I saw their marquee and said, "Why? That's kind of weird. Why is there a marquee coming out of a used computer equipment <laughs> store?" And 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 he happened. His dad uh, had the key. I think you know, wow. uh, you yeah. know, they were. I think the seller had the key with them, maybe. I don't remember exactly, but we, we actually got access to it and I was able to check it out. And I was like, wow, this could be a really cool music venue. That's great. Yeah. So you thought, okay, I, I, I'm gonna buy this building, this old historic theater, refurbish it and create a music venue in a town where I guess there wasn't much going on, right? No, actually, it's funny. There was though, at the time you had Teresa's restaurant at the Bradford House. Yeah. You had a, Which was a on main, right here, right, essentially yeah, Main Street. Yeah, right on Main yeah. Street here. You had um, I'm trying to remember the name of the family, but the family that was here was making the place across the street a really nice coffee shop. Okay. Um, so there was energy. There was a lot of energy in 2001, 2002. Obviously, we had 9/11 happen. That, yeah. that kind of pulled the wind out of a lot of the sales, but. It was it was it was a good feeling and 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 the the theater is tiny it's only 200 seats so I felt like I could renovate this and I had a, a contractor's license years ago okay. did construction so I kind of knew that part of the business and it was small enough that I felt that I could handle this myself yeah okay so you so you buy the building and you renovate it yeah and you turn it into close to what we're looking at today right and pretty much exactly the okay. only the only tweaks. <clears throat> over the last 16 years was trying to get the acoustics right. So so the trellis above our head was added because the noise from the audience around concessions was bleeding up. Right. The foam on the walls was added little by little um, to tweak the, the acoustics. I think uh, a, a movie theater that's just movies will have curtains because the movie music and the movie theater sound has already been compressed and it's good. But a live show, you need a little bounce. Right. So we're trying to find that middle took huh. time so the only changes you'll see would be to tweak the acoustics so so you opened a music venue and you were going to make it a destination i guess i mean you were going to yeah. plan on bringing people yeah. from i mean it, you know, i felt like it was you know uh an hour 45 minutes from charlotte you know 45 minutes to an hour and you know people where i live in south charlotte you, you'd travel a half an hour to go to you know a music venue easily yeah. and i was going to make it you know kind of a, a cool destination spot to go and you had some, I mean, you've had some good acts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, David Childers was the first act, and wow. I'm a huge fan of David Childers, and we sold out, and it was a ton of fun. 
And you know, David's a great singer-songwriter, written songs for Avery Brothers, and uh, I, you know, would love to have him back again. And we're, we still talk, and he's also a painter. So that was the first show, and it sold out. And That's they say right. when you open a venue, your first show has to sell out. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. Oh, wow. So it did sell out. Oh, that's good yep. yeah. It was fun. We, um, we, we got our certificate of occupancy at 545, and the doors opened at 6. So ah. we just like, <laughs> got in here. I remember there's a, there a guy, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was in his police uniform. He, at the time, was a York County policeman, and he was helping me hang stuff. Oh, wow. you know, with his gun hanging out, he's nailing nails into the wall. <laughs> but we, we as a community got it to open on time. That's fantastic. Well, I saw one of the greatest shows. I mean, it's got to be in my top 10. It's definitely in my top 20. Um, I saw Doc Watson, yep. who was kind legend. of a, yeah. le is a legend. And it was a yeah. bucket lister for me just when I moved to Asheville and got introduced to bluegrass and right. started learning more about it and flat picking and all that. And, um, and opening for him was the Avett Brothers yeah. before anybody knew who the Avett Brothers were. Yeah, yeah. And they were just Golf. kids from Concord that were stomping and kicking a bass drum while they were playing bluegrass so hard that they it's like they wanted to be playing punk rock. Before yeah. Rick Rubin added all those synthesizers. <clears throat> yeah, right. Children's choir. And it was like, I felt like that maybe, the this might have been going on in my mind, but I felt like the audience really, a lot of the audience didn't really have any idea. Like these people were from outer space. The Avid brothers were from outer space, what they were doing. And then didn't, you know, the, seeing Doc, he was, he was 83, I think, at the yeah, time. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, what an incredible show. It was. It was a fantastic show. Adolph Ramsey was their agent. And uh, he had a way of picking those, that, that kind of artist that you would think is going to make it. He's done well. And um, it was a great show. They We had, had booked Doc Watson, and they asked to open. And we were like, absolutely. And um, went really well. It was fun having Doc Watson here. Yeah. Um, sold out quickly, and you could hear a pin drop when he got on stage. And I he, Rocky, Rocky Top, or whatever you know, those shows, yeah. songs that he's known for. Uh, it was fabulous. It was a great show. So, so the Aver Brothers asked you to play. They asked to play the show. Well, of course. I mean, they 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 asked to be the opener. Wow. You know, and and the agent at the time said, you know. So they wanted to open for Doc. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, of course. You know, because yeah. they, they have, you know, that bluegrass piece of it. Um, I think anybody would want to open oh, up for Doc. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, um, That's rest in peace, the resume. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Very cool. I, I yeah. remember he played with a guy. Yes. Oh God. I can't remember who that was, but um, but I, just because he didn't have the stamina to play the whole, sing and play and talk the whole time, so he would kind of. That guy would sing a song, and he would yeah. kind of pick, and then he would sing a song and pick. So um, it, was, it was just a fantastic show. Yeah, he. That, that, so that was the first show, and, and since then we've had um, Al Stewart from Year of the Cat. Remember him, Al Stewart? Oh yeah, the Year a bunch of, of the Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the seventies. Um, I love had, that. I remember song. we had a woman who um, was one of the. There's two artists, Jeff Black and Janice Ian, were two artists that I went to Nashville to see. I was taking a songwriting lesson with, with a group, and Janice Ian, I don't know if you remember her, but she wrote a song about being 17 back in the 60s, and it's an incredibly good song. Um, she played here, and uh, it was funny, there was a guy in the, in the balcony yelling, play that song, 17, and right. he was being really loud and obnoxious, and she played it, and he cried his eyes out. Uh -huh. <laughs> It was really that, and, and Jeff had uh, played here a bunch too. Those two were the first artists that kind of, they were the inspiration for me to go do this, but 
Um, we've had the guy from from the Birds, Roger McGuinn. We've had Richie Havens, one of oh, my uh, no Rich. Way. Oh yeah, yeah. How is that? Richie Havens. You know, I, I struggle to get artists sometimes to sign CDs for 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 fans. Right. Richie Havens stood at the front door and hugged everybody before oh, they left. Oh wow, that's he was so Richie such, Havens. Such a good guy. <laughs> um, Leon Russell. We had a bunch. Oh no great, way. Yeah, really. yeah. He, he passed he, away. Just he did. He did. Yeah, I'm thinking of the two of them because they both passed away. We used to have to take the back door off to fit. Leon Russell's piano through. Oh, yeah. It was just barely fit in there. And he ran the whole show from his piano, the monitors, and it was really yeah, a, a good fun. setup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about different artists. I'm, I'm not, you know, thinking of any right now. Edwin McCain is, I'm a huge fan of Edwin McCain. He's been here um, many times. He's probably going to come next year. Um, and he sells his place out big time. Quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's such yeah. a talented guy. Great band. And with his fame in the 90s with Hootie and all that yep, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark Bryan from Hootie. We haven't had Darius. Obviously, he, he would need a lot more seats. Yeah, right. But but Mark Bryan, a talented, talented guy, has played here. Danielle Howe, who's also friends with Darius and the yeah. Hootie guys and Edwin. She's played here a bunch. Um, just a lot of great shows. And everybody loves the room because you sound good. Yeah. It's the, the shape of the room is 30 feet wide and 30 feet high. And it's an unusual shape. Obviously, if you've got 30-foot ceilings, you'd rather go wider than 30 feet because you right. can add more seats. But yeah. in this downtown, you couldn't do that. Yeah, it is so what it is. So we <laughs> have less seats, which is a bad thing, but we have really good acoustics. Oh, no, I think it's, yeah. it's just amazing. So so uh, you had said something about the community was kind of like, okay, music venue, great, but you got to show movies, too. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, I know it was Tracy's mom, actually. Um, I'm trying to think of her first name. Um, Ferguson. Anyway, she came up to me. She was involved with the economic development, or maybe the Downtown Business Association, and she asked, she said, would you bring in movies? I said, you know, let me look into it. And I looked into it, and the process to getting licensed for the different movie makers wasn't that complicated. Um, I ended up finding a used projector in Atlanta, near Atlanta, and uh, we installed that, I think, in 2003. And um, that's been a huge, huge hit, too, because we, we, we renovated again. I guess that would be the second renovation where we added the amps and the projector in the projection room. We added the screen, the, the trellis over the stage to carry the screen. Yeah. And we didn't want the movies to interfere with the music. So when the musicians come in for sound check, the movie theater sound is totally separate. Mm. So we get the musicians happy, and then we drop the screen in front of the stage so it doesn't interfere. We yeah. show the movie, and then the screen goes up. And you're showing, and then, I mean, like first-run oh, yeah. movies, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the deal with first-run movies is you've got to have about 9,000 people, which, which York almost has. I think we will soon. And you can't be within 10 miles of a multiplex. Okay. So we're 12 miles from a multiplex. Oh, we have 8,400 people. Wow. We're getting there. <laughs> and um, it's been fun. I, I remember we had a movie. It, it's fun. The, the, the film part of it uh, got complicated. We had an old projector. I'd gotten used, and and uh, now we have a, a brand new digital, you know, state of the art. But years ago, when we had the the film, sometimes the film would get stuck. Sometimes right. it would unravel. Sometimes it would get stuck and then burn a hole, and you'd oh, see you'd man. see the, the, the audience would see the hole burning on the screen. <laughs> and then and, red lungs would pop yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> but we had uh, Night at the Museum sold out, and we had Edwin McCain sold out the same night. So we had. 200 people for the movie that had to go out and 200 people for the wow. concert had to go in 
and the projector film came off the reel. Oh, <laughs> so I was God. I was at Bradford House having dinner, and I get a call from the manager. Get over here quick, you know, and because and, we had no time, you know, we had no way to make a delay, because right, you yeah. know, but we ended up getting it fixed, and and most people get a kick out of it. I mean, they, you know, you, you tell they, they, we had people laugh and hysterical when they saw the the, the film kind of melting on stage yeah, right. on the screen. <laughs> Um, and they, they get a kick out of the fact that we are a unique school, theater. Yeah, We're not regal, right. and they don't expect perfection. Yeah. Did, you, did you consider for a second having Edwin McCain and his band act out Night at the Museum? Oh, we that's could a great have, idea. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, look, you gotta, you've got to help right, me out here. Right, right. That idea is a great yeah. idea. Yeah. We, can, we can somehow we shrink them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should pursue that. Yeah. <laughs> bring, it up, bring it up to him next time. Yeah, yeah that would be fun. <laughs> They're very talented guys. They probably get away with it. I bet they could, yeah. <laughs> Paul, let's get a little background on you. Okay. Um, I mean, where are you from? Long Island, New York. <clears throat> I was born in a town called Comac, and I, my dad was a pharmacist, and uh, he got a job out on the, on the North Fork at a hospital. And we moved out to the country, so I kind of grew up. Uh, my family's originally from Brooklyn, but I personally, from like fifth, sixth grade on, grew up in a town the same size as York. Oh, okay. So I grew up, you know, as a kid working on potato fields and, you know, driving potato trucks and... So I, I have, I know I have kind of a New York accent. It's gotten better in the last 20 <laughs> years or so, but um, I don't need a translator anymore. Yeah. But so I grew up there and then I moved to Charlotte in 1992. In New York, I had three businesses. I had a commercial maintenance company where we used to clean banks. I had a hardwood Whoa. floor. You used to clean, clean out? Clean, clean banks. Yeah, yeah. Not the money, but the, <laughs> empty the garbage cans. Okay. Right? Wow. Pol That's a lucrative business. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. I polished the floors, and, and, and uh, I did that, and I had a hardwood flooring business. I did, used to install and finish, and I owned a janitorial supply store. Wow. And that was my, you know, uh, road to entrepreneurship. And, and I read an article about moving your businesses, so I, I kind of picked Charlotte as a place to go. I came here, and my cousin was had been here, and he, uh, he had got me a job as a commercial real estate broker, and then I became a commercial real estate lender. Okay. And that's how I wound up in York with Tracy Ferguson. There you go. Yeah, and that was kind of And I'm a musician. I'm a singer-songwriter myself. I'm very successful. I make hundreds and hundreds of dollars. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As, as a songwriter myself, I'm actually quite impressed. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually for playing covers, though. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. That's funny. <clears throat> so it was definitely your uh, passion. So how did your passion convince your financial, logical side to do they this? They fought often. <laughs> they did. They did. I had a lot of arguments in my head. Um, my, my solution was to never make the Sylvia Theater my primary business. Gotcha. It's always been the business I kept at arm's length. I mean, I've nurtured it very well. We have a payroll company. We have all of the proper things in place. But my focus has always been my day job. Right. And because of that, I think 16 years later, it's it's healthy. Everything's good. Yeah. Because I didn't, you know, you have to be careful. And you know, as an artist yourself, that if you dive too deeply, yeah. it can get, the water can get kind of deep and cloudy. And, you, you know, it's yeah. hard to have kids and a family, and which yeah. you do too. And, yeah. You know, I mean, and you know, not only is the risk of the of like you know, will this even be able to pay my bills? But um, but I mean, maybe ironically, maybe not. <clears throat> when your passion becomes your, uh, when you have to pull money out of your passion, it can ruin your passion. Sure, and it's funny, you know, you part of me is so grateful that I have a passion. Yeah, right. You see, so many times people go through life and they don't find what that really gives them that energy. Yeah. 
I'm just grateful I have that. I love I love songwriting. I love music, and uh, I love the art and, and all the friends I have in that art. And I love the theater, yeah. the Sylvia Theater. I mean, you know, it's just been a blast. That's great. Yeah, it's absolutely great. I mean, so, I mean, so what's next? I mean, how do how do how does this community make sure? Because, I mean, you're a private sector person who just came in and bought this and turned and gave us back this historic theater. I mean, what if you decided to make it a, a fast food restaurant or something? I mean, that'd be awful. No, it would. I wouldn't want that to happen as, as, a, as an artist. I'd want to make sure that this room is always a room for artists. So I don't know what I would do. I, I mean, there's, there's probably changes in the horizon trying to figure out, because now York has grown. Charlotte, I don't know if you saw it in the news, but Charlotte was rated the number one city for millennials to move to. No way. Yes. I have wow. the article. If you want, I'll send you the article. Um, and obviously York is, you know, I, you know from being an expert in downtowns and what you've done in Rock Hill, millennials love this atmosphere. So it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. yeah so. Well, let me, <clears throat> let me, let me uh, please qualify that I, I was part of many people doing many wonderful things in Rock Hill. And so I always want to make sure I'm not trying to overcredit myself for <laughs> anything but um but yeah i mean you're right it's it's it i think that the qualities that we could really have here in york um around things like this theater and this walkable little downtown and i mean are the qualities that people say you know what it'd be nice to live in this little place sure. i mean if, if you could go you know i think the fear of living in a small town is that you're disconnected from the world but the internet has changed that so sure, much yeah, absolutely. that like I don't feel when I'm in York like I'm disconnected from the world. I mean, I can be at Charlotte International Airport and I can be uh, anywhere 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in a couple it's hours. It's easier for you to get to the airport than me and I live in South Charlotte. Exactly, exactly. So I in no way, while I'm living in a place with 8,400 people, I in no way feel ostracized or thrown out to the edges or disconnected from the, the world. You know. And you shouldn't. I mean, and, and this is a, a, a true historic downtown. It's real. I mean, yeah. this is not. And I, I love uh, towns where they like Baxter, where they kind of recreate stuff. It's fun. Yeah. But this is the real McCoy. So I think when this finally blossoms, and I think it's coming, the courthouse just reopened the the uh, new office building next to it. I mean, that that yeah. energy is, is is coming back, and and we didn't come back as strong as I had hoped from the recession, but I think now we are. Yeah, I think it's taken a little while. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the wealthy came back from the recession pretty quick, but they did. the rest of us, <laughs> it's been a little slower, yeah. you know, so. But I think that, you know, there's about to be 120 jobs open up down here on the corner that's going to be great for downtown, so um, with the government buildings. I'm curious, so, and you, if you've been doing movies since 2003, then obviously it's going pretty good but like do, have you seen any is that a the sort of like rise of streaming movies and stuff have you seen any fluctuation in your attendance not as much as you would think um we have not sold out movies like we used to um but i think that was post-recession and i think part of that is is you know more of getting more vibrancy downtown i think when that comes back we may go back to selling out more movies but the movies are still doing well and and ironic if uh, ironic or when the recession came the movie industry really survived it well yeah. when you're broke but you can find ten dollars to go buy a movie ticket and have a popcorn and a coke um it's a good escape it is yeah. Good. yeah i've heard it said before and i don't know if this is still true but when me and mike do uh production stuff and early on 
it was like 10 years ago when I was first trying to sort of just do stuff and try to be, do PA work, everyone would throw around, this was right when the recession happened, everyone would throw, throw around the idea that when the rest of the economy was down, the movie industry was up. And it's because people need escapism. So. That's interesting. It's like alcohol. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Well, prostitution, it? alcohol, and movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. You just watch a movie about prostitution, alcohol, and you get them all. <laughs> there you go. Great trifecta. <laughs> it's like apple pie, you know. Um, I, you know, getting with, we had our first film festival. A guy, Tom Moody, came here and did a really good job. And so it's when a, was this? Oh, maybe a, a month ago. Okay. And Tom did a really fantastic job, and it was amazing how, the quality of the of the film of the movies. So today, like musicians making their own records, yeah. the movie makers can make their own movies. Yeah. Well, these and guys I, know that. I mean, uh, up close and personal, they make movies. And Chris is editing one this morning. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And the, you know, specifically with what you just said, I was in. So in the late '90s and early 2000s, it was I was in bands all the time and trying to make it playing music. And the way that it felt playing music back then is. In being in bands is exactly how making independent movies feels now. It feels very much like being in a band. And you even, you know, you, you make them so that you can get into film festivals and then you drive to wherever. Right. Um, and it's a lot like going and playing a show. And it is, and you sit and the audience watches it with you. And um, it, is, it, is, it is, having been in bands and played in front of people uh, and then made movies and showing them in front of people, it's weird how similar it is. Even though the movie is done and it's edited and it's playing, you feel so much, like, you feel so nervy. It feels a little bit like you're playing it, you know, from your brain or something. Well, from having uh, seen you play a lot of shows uh, and never seen you watch your own movie, <laughs> I hope that you are uh, let more sober and, and, uh, and more subdued while watching your movie than you were while playing in your band. You can drink milk and watch a movie. I promise you I'm no less drunk. But I am probably, I'm probably not quieter. as energetic. Yeah. I'm quieter. I'm quieter. Yes, I am less energetic. I am that. Nice. I'm not screaming as much. So, I mean... Music festivals, film festivals, you know, uh, maybe different people putting things on here. I mean, is there opportunity for kind of community input, yeah, community I mean, participation? The, we're at the end of 2017. So for 2018, what I hope to see, I can only do so much. And after 16 years, I'm not as, uh, I don't have the energy that I used to have, but it would be nice if... You're not the, as good once if you yeah, once throw away. Whatever it was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Whatever that means. And, and a red solo cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I hope that, I would love to see the theater used seven days a week. Because every time we have an event, it's great for the people that are having the event. We've gotten so many compliments from musicians and filmmakers and, and five-year-old kids that are having birthday parties and, and corporate people that come in to do yeah. corporate meetings and so the hope would be that uh, sometime that this would be a, a, a venue that's open all the time. That's great. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'll come down here. I know Tyler, who's kind of managing things now, he'll be down here during the day, during the week, and people just want to see the place. Yeah. They just want to see it. Just, you know, and, it, and that's fun. So well, it is fun. I mean, I wish, you know, um, hold on, listen. Hear that? That's how awesome this place is. Wow. Right? Can you hear how nice it is? It's it's really amazing. I right? really did. I thought you were going to do something else entirely just now. <laughs> I was a little worried. Yeah, right. <laughs> Chris, gonna, pull my finger. Keep them engaged. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I wish that you guys uh, on the other end of the mic could could see this place. It really is. I mean, what's that movie? That Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero, where there's a historic like theater or whatever. Mm. I, I imagine that mixed with 
some of the cooler music venues that I go to in Asheville or mm -hmm. something that's real laid back. Right. It's like a mixture of those two things. Yeah, it's really really good space. Yeah, and we'll we'll keep you know we are trying to to tweak. We may put cabinets up for storage, and we may try and work on this on, on the sound. We do get kind of noisy here sometimes. We'll try to work on it, you know, tweaking the acoustics some more. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a great room for um, anything really. We've had weddings that have been been a ton of fun. The, oh, that's cool. the, the families will put the wedding, you know, the kids growing up on the big screen, and you know, yeah. you get a lot of laughs out of the audience from that. <laughs> Well, you've been very gracious. I know that uh, right now um, I'm working with the city of York to do some economic development work, and um, Paul has uh, con you've continued to allow us to use the space. Sure. And it's great to be able to email out hundreds of people and say, "Hey, it's time for the community to come together and talk. Right. Let's all meet at the Sylvia Theater and have a conversation." I mean, that's just fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and you do well with that. Well, I, I was at your last meeting. You're a good public speaker. Well, thank you, thank you. I was mostly <laughs> drunk, like Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that night, but. Um, that's how you get magic. That's how you have your superpower. Yeah, I promise that doesn't work very often. Yeah. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> yeah, kids don't. Yeah, kids yeah. at home. Yeah. That is not. <laughs> yeah. It's not a path to success. Do what I say, not what I do, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul, what else would you like to share? Anything you'd like to share about the theater? And um, SylviaTheater.com. Just Google Sylvia Theater. I, I think the um, every year we get people that come in here for the first time that are blown away at how they like it. And and just to check us out and check out downtown York. Yeah. You know, we're, we're a city that is um, probably, what, 22 miles from Charlotte yeah. city limits. And the, the growth and the explosion of what's happening around Charlotte is happening here. And, yeah. Um, come join us. It reminds me of um, when I was living in Asheville, we used to drive out to Black Mountain. Yeah. About once, I don't know, a month or once every two months, we would go out and spend our Saturday night in Black Mountain. And it was a tiny, tiny, tiny little town with really cool venues, cool yeah. people, laid yeah. back place. It had a music store on Main Street and all that yeah. stuff. Like here. Yeah. yeah, it's just like here, you know. It's, it's it, This is almost Charlotte's Black Mountain, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 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 really. Um, I'm very excited about the future, and and um, I'm excited that the theater is just the way it was. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, well, it's it's different than it was from 1935. You know, right. I mean, we we have live music. 19, 1935, they had a piano, and they would show the movie. And Leon then when Russell it was, used to play here. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Hayes, Havens did it. Yeah. But but uh, they would they would have the piano, and they, the piano would just play while the guy was changing over the oh, right. film. You know, didn't want to have nothing no sound you know now we, we actually you can come in and and watch coco and then as soon as coco's done we have a red hot chili peppers That's tribute true. band yeah. which is you know um coming up so it's it's, it's tremendous fun so you have everything from cover bands to um live uh, singer songwriter kind sure. of events yeah. to all kinds of stuff going on here yep um you said, I mean, actually you said film comedy. festivals comedy comedy oh yeah we have a guy coming from new york uh, johnny lombardi uh, Gemini is the name of his company, but he sells out. Tremendously talented guy. That's Excited great. to have him back here. Yeah, very cool. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. And I want to personally thank you, and um, on behalf of however much I can speak for any part of our community, thank you for uh, having this place and keeping it going. So, Thank you. I appreciate you doing this. And Chris, uh, again, really nice shirt, man. Thank you. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, you did great. Anything, Chris, you want to say as far as being a, a movie maker, movie lover, in, right here in the heart of it? My shirt is good. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. It, I, it's awesome when you had a film festival. We, we slept on it. We didn't submit anything. This year has been kind of nuts for us. We've been in, we're sort of in making mode this year, right. um, but uh, we don't want to miss the next one. Like Tom, Tom did a fantastic job. You have to be in the next one. I think he's looking around May or something like that, April, May. Yeah. Um, just really, really well organized and you know professional. That's great. We got to connect uh, as many people as possible. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, we'll, we'll end with uh, a, a word of wisdom from Silent Micah. Thank you. Thank you, Micah. Well said. Well said. I will take that home and think about that. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time on Old Town Sylvia Theater.